Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Lorianne, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. We are so excited and grateful to have our next guest, our second. This is mm-hmm. our second interview. Our second interview, yeah. On Recharge the Soul. And it's a good one. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I know. We're just so excited. We we started talking with Kat from Crystal Rising mm-hmm. is her title on Instagram. And we just started sharing so much and we had to stop ourselves and hold <laughs> ourselves back a little bit because she's so fascinating has so when I look at her, I see different facets of a crystal. Like she has just mm-hmm. so much to offer and just so much depth and beauty. And so we're really excited to share um Kat with you on this another amazing episode of Recharge the Soul. Mm-hmm. So Kat, I'm we met at an a um workshop at a place a little place in Sacramento called Her Elevated. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful studio owned by a woman who's amazing. And we went to this, um, we've gone to a couple of different workshops. Yeah. Yeah. We went to one with Kat and Tuesday Mm -hmm. um, at her elevated. And then we were hooked because I had just (laughs) come back to Sacramento Mm -hmm. and I was really exploring this, wanting to dive more into my spirituality. And I had not found, been able to find that that group or something that I resonated with. So once we found um, Kat and Tuesday, we were, I think we went to a couple of their workshops Mm -hmm. in a row and here in Sacramento and did a aura workshop with them. And I think we did a a, self-love. I think it was self-love and, and Kat shared with us, which we'll have her share a little bit more about after, after this very long introduction, (laughs) because she's amazing. In, in about um, your soul family and how people are finding their soul family now. Mm-hmm. So when her and I met, Kat said, I feel like I know you. And that is a sign of finding your soul family. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I will tell you that she's magic in the form of this woman who quite frequently you'll see her running around Sacramento with a hat on and a beautiful long braid. She's a <laughs> mother of three children and she's a fierce lioness around her children and really holds space for people to clear energy and she uses um, stones and crystals. So we're going to get right into it. So Kat, let's start with the question about the soul family. So tell, tell us like when we met you and then you were starting to share that people are now finding their soul family. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so we stepped into this new age at in 2012, this new beginning of this world that we're stepping into. And when that happened, you know, everything started to crumble a little bit more. Our comfort zone went down a little bit more. Um, if maybe if you've noticed, there's been a lot more family issues within your own family, but there's also been this like, oh, I I know you. I really resonate with this person on Instagram. Um, so 
about three years ago, I've noticed that a lot more of those, I know you, like, I feel like I resonate with you. You're on Instagram, but I feel like we're connected, you know, or people I meet and I like you, I feel like I knew you. So about three years ago, our soul family started to get activated when the light code started to flow more freely, when the veil veil started to thin even more. So it's a lot easier right now to recognize us within each other, um, to resonate with each other like that. So something that I did and something that people come to me now and I help them with is finding their soul family. So I have this book, it's called the life book and it's, it's just a journal that I hold as sacred and I treat it just like I would treat my altar. This, this journal is where I go to get downloads. So in this journal about three or four years ago, I asked to find my soul family who like, where are my people? Like Bailey, you were asking like, where are my people? I needed my people. I was struggling. I needed to, I needed people to resonate with. So I wrote down, not just like, I want to find friends that can take me higher, which is obviously, you know, our goal as a soul family, I wrote down And I need a, I should have my life book, but I don't have it in front of me right now. But I wrote down, I want a friend that is so wild, that has funky hair, that is so tuned in, that loves astrology. I basically called in Tuesday. I wrote exactly like who Tuesday is. I wrote that I wanted a guru. I wanted somebody that could take me deeper into um, my my knowing. Basically, I called in Cass. So, um, with each of, with each of my friends, I directly, I called them in and when I showed them this once and it was like, there's Tuesday, there's Cass, there's Taylor, all of my friends. It was like exactly who they are. Taylor, who's working here with me now. Um, she is a farmer. So I wanted to somebody that could like knew the land, knew how to farm, knew how to work with the earth, new herbs. That's her. So get specific. Like I called in Tuesday's hair and she, (laughs) you know, I don't do anything with my hair. And I wanted somebody that would like, take me out of my comfort zone. So it started with me, like looking at who, where I was, Mm -hmm. you know, shy, reserved, and then looking for people that would take me higher out of there. And then just getting super detailed. Like I wanted to know more about astrology. I wanted to know more about herbs. I wanted to know more about Kundalini. All of those people are in my life now. Wow. And you said the life book, did you write the life book or is that something? No, I'll, sh- I'll share the link with you. Um, she's box of knots on Instagram mm-hmm. and she uses this journal and it's basically like therapy in a journal and it's using your mind. And she has all these different stickers that are like calls to action or different journaling prompts that you can work through like gratitude and all kinds of things. But this book and it says my name on it and it says, um, volume one, volume two, volume three. So you can keep all the volumes of your becoming. She's just wonderful. And uh, yeah, box of knots. It's, she's amazing. I wrote it down. We're we're getting those. Yeah. I'm definitely. (laughs) And it's awesome to have a book with your name on it with volume one, volume two, to go back to like, see how you've progressed. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then you, a lot of our people, I feel like are just waking up. So we have a lot of, a lot of, um, 
people who are just being called, you know, forward and wondering about like shining their light. And so when you, so when you say light codes, a lot of our listeners, I feel will be very intrigued by that. So what do you tell us what you mean by light codes and the veil thinning? Okay. So we're, a, we're in dimensions. So there's so many dimensions. We'll work with 12. That's what like our vibration can even handle. And when the veil thins in between us, there's like portal points, like Sedona is one, Mount Shasta is one. There's one in Maui, all of the chakra points of the earth, the veil is thinner there. Um, also, if you do any ceremonies, ceremonies like a Tesmic call, shamans can pull the veil to be thinner. When you're in healings, the veil gets thinner because we call in guides. So when the veil's thinner, you can feel energy more. You'll get goosebumps, you get downloads, just it's more potent. And right now the veil is thinner and we can actually see it by how much darkness is in our world. Because as the veil thins, it's letting in darkness. It's also letting in light where where the sun codes that we have access to are more than we have ever had access to um, probably in like in our, in our human knowing. Um, so the way that you can access these light codes is to clear your body of toxins. They have been building our body to block these codes from us, spraying the air, um, poisoning our water, poisoning our food. We have so many metals and that, um, kind of blocks our third eye, our pineal gland, it calcifies our pineal gland. So something like fluoride, which it just completely calcifies your pineal gland. So I would say if somebody's like getting the ping to wake up and seeing these 11, 11, three, three, threes, completely cut fluoride out of your diet and get purified spring water, um, start detoxifying. I use TRS, which is a zeolite spray that removes heavy metals from your body. So that would be like the first thing. There's shilajit. There's so many supplements that you can take to help decalcify, as you do that, you will start to get more downloads. You will start to be more connected to source, to your higher self. There is no longer a separation between you and all that is, and you have access to that. And that's what accessing the light codes are. So the earth pulled us here. It has a gravitational pull on our soul. The earth saw our light from when we were light beings and the earth pulled us here. So we are this channel, this portal. We're like a plant. We're receiving these codes from the sun, from our sun. And then our second sun, the serious sun. And we're getting these light codes. And as we integrate them within our body, we ground them into the earth. So as we become, as we heal, we're healing the earth and we're grounding these codes into the earth. We're just channels. So light codes are speaking light codes. Um, like So th this is a code that comes wow. to me. That's awesome. And, um, so now I, I have access to these codes and I write, I like free write codes. So if you guys feel like inspired by the sun or you see a ray coming through, start moving your hands and start just speaking what comes through because th those are activating your cosmic DNA, your cosmic code. And that's, that's what light codes are. Wow. And you said the, the spray. So can you spell the spray for our listeners? So it, yeah, it's just TRS. TRS. And where it's would you get that at? 
so yeah, it's, it's online. So the scientist that came up with it, he worked for NASA. So it's a zeolite. It's a, it's a water molecule with a zeolite in the center. So what it does is it goes and it finds the metal within your body and it, it traps it within this water molecule and it safely removes it. So it can help with rashes, with autism, with, um, Alzheimer's, literally everything that heavy metals do to us, which is like everything. Um, it helps with that. And I started using it because one of my littles had a, a vaccine injury. So we started heavy metal detoxing. So we've been doing it for like nine years now. Um, and we still do it every day. I have, um, I have released so much through it. So I recommend there's other brands out there, but we've been using TRS. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and I'm, I really am curious how you got into this kind of work and how you recognized that this was one of your life purpose to come here and heal others, whether that be through crystals or your offerings, like what led you, like, what did your path look like that led you to where you're at now? So I come from a line of healers and, um, we have like kind of a darker past now that we've like gone through our ancestral healing. And my sister and I have come back to what we've been doing in our lineage. So my sister is a curandera, which is a Spanish healer. And she's a Reiki, um, she's, she does Reiki and she owns a yoga studio. She does trauma yoga. And when I was young, my grandma, who is the witch, Akurandera, um, she would place crystals in the corners of our room, Obsidian. And I didn't actually get to know her as an adult because I have a million questions now, but I didn't get to ask her those questions. But she comes, I smell her when she comes through and I'm like, okay, hi, Grandma Romero. Um, she had an altar in the closet. So that was like the beginnings when I was very, very young of like, okay, there's magic. She would have us like put pennies on our eyes and, and teach us mantras and spells. Yeah. And we thought it was just a game. And now that me and my sister are older, we're like, she was, she was teaching us. Mm-hmm. And, um, she kind of took me in more and was teaching me more, but I, I didn't realize it back then that she was like teaching me spells and mantras and all of this stuff about crystals um, and herbs and roots and all that. I wasn't, I I didn't register, but now she's not here physically. So I can't ask her. My mom was really afraid of all of that. So she kept us away from that. She buried it. She's so powerful. She still doesn't really understand how powerful she is, but she opens portals in her house. That's how powerful she is. Um, but she, she, she was frightened by something when she was young. So she kept us from it, but we came back to it because you can't hide what you're too, like, you can't hide from your path, right? It's always going to follow you. So as a mom, when my son was born, um, it activated something in me, like, as you know, I'm sure motherhood just, it activates you in a way that nothing else can. Um, so I started, um, feeling the fear in 2012 ish around that time of everything we're experiencing now, like food shortage, FEMA camps, disasters, 
people like I envisioned them taking us away and like the vax, like everything that is happening now, I was so worried about then. I was storing food. I was getting survival gear. I was, everybody thought I was lost my mind. And my husband, we got to a point where my husband was like, you can't do this anymore. Like you have to stop. And I was like practicing carrying my twins and my son by myself. And I was like lifting weights with them because I was feeling like I was going to have to leave carrying them. And this fear that was coming up within me was coming up from my whole ancestral line from like the collective for me to release it and for me to learn it and heal it. So it got to the point where my husband was like, you have to stop. So I went, my sister invited me to Sedona on a trip with a bunch of healers. So I went, even though I had little babies, I went for like four days to Sedona and um, we went they're amazing. They were, you know, they're all master healers in New Mexico. That's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And we went with a shaman up to this vortex point. And all of the women were like standing on this cliff. And he was speaking behind them when it was my turn. The wind was like the wind just out of nowhere just started going so fast. And I was on the edge of this cliff. And he like stood up to hold me. And then the clouds parted and the sun came through and I just like, I just surrendered. I'm like, what is this fear? Like, I can't carry this anymore. I'm just, I'm done. Like source, whoever called me here, like just channel through me. I'm just ready. Just tell me what my purpose is. I feel it so strongly, but I don't know what it is. And I surrender. I surrender to anything. I'm open. I'm an open channel. Just come through me. Um, so right after that my sister got a picture of it the sun just coming right through me in the wind it's on my instagram it's like very very low but she snapped that because everybody was like what is going on this crazy wind and i thought if i fall off this cliff right now then that's honestly what's supposed to happen it was so intense and i got home i stopped hoarding food my fear transformed into purpose And I went forward fiercely in following all the paths that have led to Crystal Rising. Mm -hmm. And Crystal Rising isn't even like that old um, in terms of like the offerings I do, but it took, yeah, it took that. (laughs) It took something fierce. That is something fierce to just have that moment. And you knew, it sounds like you, it cracked you open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, maybe that's another piece that I feel connected to you as well is that I've done generational healing with my children, but I haven't, I I just was led to do it. I wasn't um, taught how to do it. And I just drew the line in the sand with my children Mm -hmm. because we have generations of just this darkness in, in the family tree. And so I love that you're doing that work intentionally because if not now, when is the time people are, there are a lot of people, you know, when you were saying you were living in fear, there are so many people living in fear. And so that's one of the things that you're doing. Is that right? To help people. Yeah. So I think I had to feel that fear then. So I wouldn't feel it now. And now my container is so bad, like so big that I can hold space for so many people 
but I think I had to fill the density of that, like so deeply within me so that I could release it and heal it. Um, because now I can hold space for a lot of darkness and I'm not, you know, it doesn't take me down. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. there's nothing that's going to take me down. So let's go. Yeah. And I, something I'm curious about is how do you protect your energy Great from question. the darkness and what, do, what tips do you give other people that are maybe experiencing it? Um, okay. Yeah. All right, let's go. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us I it all. Get my notepad. <laughs> I've got a notepad. <laughs> so, um, something from my grandma is in every corner of our room, we have obsidian. Mm-hmm. So as you place obsidian in the corners of your room, notice the weight of it because obsidian gets heavier, heavier when it's holding energy. So when you pick it up again, And you notice that it's a lot heavier, it needs to be cleansed. So it starts with my room with like this actual space, my tent, you know, my sacred space, Mm -hmm. having a space of light that I know is already activated and waiting for me is like one, if you're out in the world, and it's scary, and then you come home, and it's scary, and you don't have a place of refuge, then you're, you, you need to get your spot. You need to get your space. So obsidian's in the four corners, a lot of Himalayan salt in your room. Mm. Um, I have fresh flowers on my nightstand. I have crystals in my room. I have them set up in the way that is very intentional, um, like above my bed for the dreams I want to have so that there are no nightmares. Um, So setting your space, one, setting a space for you is one. Two, like you were saying earlier, just drinking a lot of water because that clears your energy. We're 70% water. So if we drink a lot of water, then we're clearing a lot of the density out. Um, they actually love when we're dehydrated. Like in the dark side does. Yeah, they love it. They can attach a lot easier. Um, the clients I have that do have a lot of attachments don't drink water. So that's been one clue as to... Um, <laughs> the link that I've seen with people. Um, another thing is I call in my, or I, I strengthen my auric field every day. So that looks like breath work. So getting really tuned in with breath work. I use mantras, which is a Kundalini mantra of protection, calling protection all around you. We do that. Um, I always have darker crystals, obsidian, shungite, and black tourmaline with me, always. Um, I create organite, which is like a protection, their protection pieces, which is my sole purpose is about protection. So you asking this, it's like, this is why I'm here to help us learn how to protect our energy. Mm-hmm. So I keep them up by my womb space. I have been seeing and been given this transmission that they are sending something through our womb space womb yeah our yeah Yeah. womb space Mm so just like mushrooms have this mycea line where they can like talk to each other from one side of the world to another I believe that they are sending through a frequency through our womb space and that's why so many women's periods have been off and they're getting blood clots and all of this is happening so I got this feeling to start putting organite by my womb in my in my pockets everywhere I go Mm -hmm. so when I do that I it 
also strengthens my auric field so people can't come in. And you kind of have to decide in the morning, get out of your bed with intention. That's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Set your intention for the day. State that nothing is going to come into your energy field or anything like that. So start living with intention. And when you live with intention, they don't have the space to get in, Mm -hmm. you know. And then every night, me and my kids do something. You might've seen it. We do it on Instagram sometimes where we call our light back. I call all my light back to me now and send anything away, not for my highest good. I call all my light back to me now and send anything away, not for my highest good. So we do that three to nine times. I always do something in threes or nines, depending on how much we need it. We clear each other with selenite ones. Selenite is a, one of the most high vibrant, highest vibrational crystals. So it can clear your auric field. There you go. You just do this. You just circle your head with it or just wash circle off your, your body. Head all the way down. Um, entities love to hide and they'll hide in insecurity. So um, it's like called ojos. Like if somebody's giving you the evil eye or if somebody's looking at you with, um, with like jealousy or anything like that, that moment where you receive that and like, Ooh, what was that feeling? Or like that person like dogging me, that is when they can get in. So those moments when recognizing it. Yeah. So if Mm -hmm. you, so I start to push energy away too. So I notice now when people are like eyeing my, you know, eyeing my twins or my redhead or me or something about me. And I have put my hand up I think I might've spoke this in our aura class. I have put my hand up to people and pushed it back. And I'm like, nope, not mine. Because now I can feel like where, who's coming at me energetically. I'm like, no, I don't receive that. Um, I do not consent. I do not consent is something we say. My kids say it all the time. A commercial comes up. We pass a 5G tower. I do not consent. I do not consent. So we've put that up into our like, almost hourly we're we're not consenting to something because energetically if you see something even a commercial it's like predictive programming and you take it and you don't say I do not consent or that is not my timeline if you accept that then you are conceding you are giving consent to that timeline so um just there's so many things to be aware of but once you're you start living with intent and understanding that energy is like something that you can move and work with, then it's no longer going to hold you captive. And you're no longer going to have those days where you're like, oh, what am I, you know, yeah. the, ex- the exhaustion that, that comes with being a human. Yeah. We tell a lot of our ladies, um, you know, especially if they work in a heavy environment or maybe a toxic environment, um, negative, we tell them to put on a white energetic hoodie. Yeah. As like a protection Mm -hmm. tool. And I also think being aware, like that's such a good thing is just the first thing being aware of it and noticing maybe how a certain energy makes you feel. And that is like such a great first step. Yeah. I've told people like, notice how you feel before you go into a place, Mm -hmm. like it with your energy and then go into the place and then come out and just start like being more aware of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so are, have you seen, like you said, this is a generational, um, generational 
magic or generational energy that's been handed down that you guys are light? Would you call yourself, would you consider yourself a light worker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but probably much broader than that. Yeah. So, um, my sister works a lot with the really, really dense energies. And then I found that like, I was leaning towards light. Something I've been saying since I was little was that I'm here for the after. And I never really knew what that meant. And right at this moment, I know what that means. I'm mm-hmm. here for the after. So I think that I'm a light grounder. A light a grounder. grounder. I ground the light through me. I am in this channel of light and I am grounding this light through. Um, and I am like, I think I'm going to be the one that's like energetically holding women's hair back as they awaken, you know, like oh, I'm the what is older, you know? Yeah. And so with, with you having these great gifts, cause they're, um, they're part of your DNA. Do you feel like everybody has certain gifts or do you feel like some, some people are like, they just came here to just, you know, do a certain task, like, tell us more about that, because in your lineage, you have generations. So I don't think I have. Oh, and we're, we're native and Hispanic and we're from New Mexico. So the earth there is breeding these rainbow workers. These, um, Mm -hmm. it's, if you've been to New Mexico, you, New Mexico, you kind of understand the energy of that land. It's very powerful land. As soon as I get back there, I'm like, wow, like it's, it's a feeling, it's a vibration. Like any vortex that you've been to, you know, Sedona, you get that same energy. We humans have never not existed. You have been a plant, a crystal. You have been a demon. You have been a shaman. You have, you are part of source. So to say that somebody is not a healer is not something that doesn't have something that that it's just not possible. You are light embodied. The same spark of creation is within your womb. We are, we're not separate from anything else. And I think um, something I love about doing healings is showing people that they can tune into their own inner knowing their own power. Um, I believe every single person on this planet is here to remember why they chose to incarnate at this very special, special pivotal time. Um, So everybody has it. Our lineage, we have our human DNA lineage, we have our star family lineage, and then we have our soul contract lineage. So we have all of these, these three different energy lines to tap into and to clear but in the clearing we get more magic as we like pull down we get more so it's just about remembering and journeying and surrendering that's really like how I started was like I surrender to the more Mm -hmm. so my mantra is uh, and I have it on my water I drink it before all healings I'm a clear crystalline channel of light Oh, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm a clear crystal and channel of light. So that's just so fascinating because you do so many different things and you've chosen more of working with light and being a grounder of light. And I I always call myself a light worker. I believe Bailey's a light worker as well. And we're, and 
um, we work with, we bridge the gap between a lot of people who probably some of the things that we're even talking about is just, they might be hearing it here for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we're bridge the gap so that people, when they're waking up, like when you say you're holding somebody's hair back, we kind of like make, um, they're learning a new language because a lot of the things that you've been talking about is absolutely like just a brand new language. Mm-hmm. So how does your husband hold, because he sounds like he, like my husband's very like meat and potatoes kind of guy, Montana, and he's waking up. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's awake. I would say he's, he's very intrigued. He's t- now talking energy with us. Yeah. Keeping like, the love vibration high. And yeah. I mean, so, so how does your, tell us about your husband, where is he at on this journey with you? Cause I know you guys are a tight knit family. He is a, he's full hands-on supportive. He's, um, so crystal rising is like my full-time business. He helps with crystal rising. And then I have a full-time person who's working right now in the other room. Um, on it, Taylor, she's amazing. So he is here for my rise. He, um, he's always been super supportive in everything that I do, which is amazing. Um, when our daughter was little, she had an entity attached to her. It was part of the generational things. Like you were saying in your line, you have a lot of dark things. Um, our great, great, great grandmother sold her soul to the devil. And then through that, um, cursed our line, our feminine line to sexual trauma. That was part of the cost of it. So we started notice our daughter, like it being a little bit different and I have twins. So it's like kind of easy to tell. So we, we went home, especially for this, to see, um, this Kudendera that we work with and she removed an entity from her and Conrad was in the room and we saw like this, this darkness leave from her spine. And after that, he was like, whatever you want to do, wherever you're going with this, I am like 1000% behind you, whatever you want to do. So it's taken me to so many different trajectories. Basically, I follow the pool that I get and I go, I'm learning ancient Chinese medicine right now on how to Um, work with crystals like acupuncture needles Mm -hmm. that was the first form of acupuncture was actually crystals so it's taken me now to this um to this form so he's pretty much like super supportive and and he he has crystals this morning he asked me to read a crystal grid for him that he made um that was his hand so he's like I'm gonna pull cards and he has more crystals on his nightstand right now than I do (laughs) that's Wears Moldavite. He wears Moldavite with intention. It's so funny. He's like, we're going to go here. I think Moldavite would want to go here. I'm going to wear Moldavite. I'm like, okay. Um, so he is full on board. He's completely in alignment. <laughs> so I have to, I want to share a quick story. So I met my husband when I met him, I knew him, like I knew him and I can, I know when we were together before I just feel like he, I was called to meet him. I felt him behind me before I saw his face. And then I looked, my heart was pounding. So I want to hear about, um, because I know there's a lot of single ladies listening. Mm -hmm. How did you meet your husband? Did you know, like, tell us more about that. Okay. So we've been married 15 years and we met in college. I went to school for architecture and we had a project together. And, um, 
we met in the library to do our project. And he, something cool about him. So it was like this college, you know, sweetheart deal. Um, I had only had one boyfriend before he had only had one girlfriend. So we're, we're really new to like each other. And so we don't have a lot of external things that we brought to each other, but he said he wished on a star for me when he was like 12, he wished for a Hispanic girl with light eyes. <laughs> and there's not a lot of those in New Mexico. It's pretty much brown hair, brown eyes. Like my family, everyone has dark skin, dark eyes, dark hair. I was such the white sheep, if you would call it. <laughs> I was like the white sheep, the wedita sheep. So he said like he intentionally called me in and um, I'm his guide in this life. And it's been, it's rang true to be that. So for the single ladies, I would say what I, what I do in healings and what I work people through is you can only find the love that you are currently giving yourself. Because if you are not allowing that love in yourself, then you won't allow anyone else to give you that love. So searching for love and allowing love is, is, um, it's like a coin. You have to, you have to have both. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. We do. And I was curious about, that's like one of my favorite questions for people that are married or in, I'm like, how did you meet your partner? <laughs> mm-hmm. Your soulmate? Um, we have a story. It was very, but we actually got married on our campus and it's a hundred year old. It's like the oldest um, chapel in New Mexico on our campus. It was so beautiful. And we got married on, on the campus, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. So, ago. so, so long ago. <laughs> yeah. And I love how he's just completely just supported you as you've grown into this amazing healer for others and transformed. And he was just like, go do your thing, honey. I support you and I love you and you're doing awesome. And I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, he healings along the way too. So he is benefiting from it. <laughs> that's awesome. even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you too, cause we have a new moon coming up and I've been really into doing, getting more into rituals for new moons and full moons. Um, and I know some of our listeners have been asking about it as well. Do you have any rituals or any, um, I guess, intentions that you set? And are they different for, say, if it's a new moon or a full moon? Yes. I have a whole kit on this because I do so much ritual work. Um, so <laughs> yes. for, for new moons, um, so I always make water because I use water in so many things. So I have different bases for new moon and full moon, and I'll use it throughout. But new moon is about intention setting and getting clear. And then full moon is about release and really allowing the moon to illuminate all of you so that nothing can hide. Really looking at yourself with perspective, almost look at yourself like you're a third person taking inventory of what your truth is, mm-hmm. which is hard to do, but it gets easier. So this, this, specific new moon on Monday is I think a very pivotal one for us calling in what we will allow, what we accept and what we hold as truth as starting a new timeline. So on new moons, I love to imagine it as I am starting a new timeline. Mm -hmm. And this moon in particular feels like 
I really got to get clear on what I accept energetically, because what I do not accept, I am blowing it out of any, anywhere around me. Like I do not consent. I do not accept this reality anywhere. My energy touches. That is the truth for that space. So imagine the new moon, like hyping up your power to fill your energy and to activate timelines, like almost like you have like a little gun and you're just like, boom, timeline, boom, timeline, you know, like you're shooting timelines into reality with your intention. So come to it, like with fierce power, like I'm using this energy that's within me because I'm mostly water and the moon is pulling me and I'm using this lunar energy. So I, um, I'll activate my crystals during the new moon. I'll put them out. I'll set intentions with the ones that I'm actively working with. I have like 10 million crystals, so I'm not going to do it to all of them, but just the ones I'm working with. Um, I'll set my intentions. I have, um, you might've seen on my Instagram. Sometimes I'll write like three pages in like calligraphy and stuff with the words of my intention. So I can look back and say, okay, I was, this is where I was at. I'll write a letter to my future self. A lot of the time with where I see her, how I see her, I see her patient. I see her strong. I see her consistent for her path. And then I put water out with um, some crystals in it and I'll use that water on my altar. I'll use it on my face. I'll use it in my healings, in my clearing work. I use moon water to clear. So I'll use full moon water for that. But, um, but yeah, I'll always have like a giant jar of each water on my altar. So I could use when I need them. And you said you put out your crystals on to clear on a new moon as well. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this. So crystals are millions, thousands and millions of years old. They have gone through heat, through pressure, through incredible, incredible stress. So for us to think that we can affect to the core, the vibration of a crystal or the frequency, um, it's a little silly because they're pretty harmonious in their vibration. But what does happen is when we clear our crystals, we allow ourselves to access their energy more because the aura of the crystal can get muddy, just like our aura our, or our sticky bubble can get muddied. So I just want to speak on behalf of the crystals that they are completely harmonious vibrational beings that have held this harmonious frequency throughout their expansive lifetime. So as we clear crystals, it is for us to allow their vibration in. We're not clearing them because somebody touched them or, you know, Mm -hmm. anything like that. So you clear when you need to. So you clear crystals when you feel like you need to work with them. So any, with any ritual, I'm seeing like following this list of what you have to do. Tune in because you are the guru. You're always the guru. You don't need any other outside thing. If you feel like you need to take a piece of calcite out and sit with it, then that's the one. So I say with any new moon or full moon or any ritual you're doing, tune in to first why you're doing it. Why are you called to do it? And see what resonates with you first. Um, I clear my crystals when I feel like I'm not honoring their energy enough or when, when they need to be cleared. 
um, but I do so deeply respect their completely harmonious divine essence. Um, that being said, do what feels good for you. And that's your magic. That's what, that's, that's the magic in being human, right? We're, we're seeing what feels good to us because we will hold our own truth. Yeah. I, I think that's that. so important because we're always getting fed this constant information. And of course you can look for people for more guidance or maybe their input, but at the end of the day, what's most important is if your practice and your ritual was resonating with you and if it's feeding your soul and if it's lighting you up. And so I think that's so important that you just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And is your, so the new moon is for setting intentions. Yeah. A full moon is for, isn't it for releasing what doesn't serve you? Yeah. So you can just think about the new moon is like, you are the light that is lighting your path ahead. Your light is going to light your path. And at the new moon, the light is illuminating you. So you get to see, whoa, I got some density there. I got to take care of that. Like you're illuminated so you can release what Mm -hmm. the darkness you see. Yeah. Or blockages. Mm-hmm. What's holding you back. So when you back in 2012, you were saying that you felt like you were being, you felt the fear and you, you saw what was going to be coming. So as we're moving through this, um, and the energy is keeps shifting as we keep waking up and everybody keeps sharing their light and, and we keep choosing how we want to move on this earth plane. Do you think that it, that in, I've been hearing and seeing that like 2023, 2024, 2025, the energy will be getting a little lighter because it's pretty dense right now on earth. Mm -hmm. So how are you feeling about that? So I think it is going to get more dense because the systems that we have built on have to crumble. We can't build new earth on a cracked foundation. So they have to crumble and, but we came for this. Mm -hmm. Our souls knew that we were strong enough. We came for this. So it's okay. Um, And we have to come back to ritual and to purpose into our, um, we have to get strong into who we are and why we came as an individual. Mm -hmm. It is our mission to remember why we came. Um, so I think to, to, to be able to stand in that, we need to come back to our own practice. What is our own practice? I have my own practice. I know you have your own practice. Each of you have your practice, yoga and exercise and water and all these amazing things you're doing. That is your armor. That is the armor that will shield you. And, and we are, we are, we are at a, we're in a war for the souls and the expansion and the awakening of humanity. Mm-hmm. And those that have woken up have woken up because we are strong enough. Those that are guiding others to wake up are the gatekeepers of the new earth. And new earth isn't something that we're going to get to. New earth is something we are creating with every, every moment, all of our choices. Every time we sit down, to practice, to ritual, to our altar, those, that is new earth. Mm -hmm. I love, Mm -hmm. I love 
these kind of conversations because I, it is, it is a little bit scary the past, especially this past year, there's been a lot of things going on and a lot of people being like, oh my God, like new, like the veil getting thinner and maybe new realizations. But I think it's also just so exciting because we're getting more in touch with what is just so beyond any of us. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we're learning that throughout all of this, I mean, we're always protected and we found that our angels are protecting us all the time. And so I just think that's just so, it's just so crazy when you're tapped in. Cause I don't really, and I, I think it's been a, a soul journey. I haven't felt a lot of fear. I, I just probably get frustrated. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all, <laughs> that's like my low vibe go-to is frustration. I really, I'm not, I feel like when I talk about fear, I feel an energetic, like literally, like I see an armor come on me. Like, like it's, I'm just feel like I've been a warrior in so many lifetimes that I just don't feel yeah. like I will be, I yeah. just feel like I'm here here for that reason. And I feel like Archangel Michael is like right here with me all the time. And whenever I need help, he does this with his wings. He goes, and I can, I can almost hear them go around me. Like, I mean, the wisp, you know, like, cause they're just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, Archangel Michael about protection under, I laminated Archangel Michael printouts and they're under each of our beds and we sleep with selenite and amethyst under our pillows and on the windowsills, but um, getting your safe space is key also to the fear, because if you feel fearful or frustrated, I like real, I don't feel fear that much anymore either. I feel really frustrated and I have little kids in school. They're actually home this week. <laughs> yeah. They're home this week because we had like a little cough and I'm like, you're not going to wear masks this week. So I kept them home from school because this world is resonating less and less and less with me. And I'm being less and I can, I'm being able to handle it less and less. So, mm-hmm. um, but as things crumble, the light workers, we, so I've gotten this direct download if our energy and our time and our money is being put to new earth, then we're protect. Like we are shielded. We're the rainbow bridge. And that is something that is, um, that comes from our native. It's like a native prayer, um, that we're the rainbow bridge people. So we are protected in that. That's why we came. We are protected. And even if even if it gets darker, we're, we've never not existed. We are just energy. So our, we will just continue to be energy in a different form. So as you realize that everything is energy, I am you, you are me, we're, we're everything. Fear has less of a grasp on you. Yeah. And I, I do um, want to ask you, because we talked about this before we started recording, but for those of you that are listening and can't see Kat, she's in this white tent and she's surrounded. Maybe, do you want to explain to us? Cause you've talked multiple times on creating a sacred space for yourself mm. and maybe describe where you're at and how you created it. And yes. So I crave, um, a space that is like holy and it's holy because it is my essence there um so I have bells above me 
if you can hear that mm. <laughs> and then this tent it's just a tent that you can get it's like a white princess tent but it actually looks beautiful in my room I have these mandala pillows that I'm sitting on I have a grid underneath underneath a blanket um, with Lemurian um, quartz and it's just a grid for my awakening and for my connection to my higher self I have obsidian in the corners I have a Himalayan foot salt lamp in front of me that I can put my feet on so this is the space where as soon as I sit down I am tuned in you know, like Abraham Hicks says, tapped in, tuned in, turned on. Mm -hmm. So we need to start finding those, those books, those mantras, those spaces that can just tap us in right away, because we don't have enough time to be like flailing out into, you know, the abysses of the tangents we can go on. So I encourage everyone to create a little spot in the universe where you can connect back to the universe um, this is my spot in the world <laughs> mm -hmm. and it makes me really happy. My altar is right next to me. I'm surrounded by crystals. I'm surrounded by things that remind me why I'm here, what I'm doing, who I am and who I'm becoming. It's mm -hmm. um, so great. I do want to ask you one more thing because our, um, our listeners and Bailey and myself, we are always wanting to find joy in the process because joy and love and gratitude are all very high vibe and it picks up your vibration energetically. And so when sometimes when we talk about the darkness, it makes people fearful when really, you know, you intentionally can protect yourself and, and also find the joy in the moments, like even like being here with, with both of you is joyful for me. Um, and getting a good night's sleep is joyful for me, you know, mm -hmm. all the, playing with our dog, little bear is joyful for me. So what advice can you give people who might be feeling fearful or full of anxiety, um, tips to find joy in the moment so that they can move through this with ease and flow and grace? Yeah. So that's one of my mantras. That's the first thing is mantra. So my main mantra is all things flow to me with grace and ease. All things flow to me with grace and ease. I say it. I say it so much. And my friends sometimes will be like, that was just so easy for you. And even though it was harder for them to make it easier for me in a way that I didn't mean for that, but they're like, all things are always flowing to you with grace and ease, aren't they? I'm like, yeah, they are. So I would <laughs> call that in. <laughs> I mean, I also don't listen to the new, I don't listen to what's going on other than the little bits I see on Instagram. So protecting your energy is huge, but we're creative beings. We're here to create. So if you're feeling anxious, go, cr go create something. If it's a meal, if it's, a, if it's designing something for your business, if it's go create, 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 that is the way that you cut, cut anxiety, cut fear out. We're here to create. That's what we're here to do. That's like, that's all we're here to do is to be creators of reality. So I create a lot of things. Yeah. I, I constant, I think in our, we have a new website coming out and I think we were like over a, like a hundred different products and pieces. And I'm like, what are we? It's because I create so much. Cause that's what I'm here to do. You're creators, you know, you're creating this podcast. We are creating this reality. And as we create realities, that's the reality that we get. Mm -hmm. So create, 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 create. What can you create today? 
Yeah. I love that. We feel, we feel like we were called to do our recharge the soul retreats for sure. We feel like that was a a calling Mm -hmm. and we feel like Sayulita is not talked about as a vortex or a portal, but we both resonate so powerfully with it. And Mm -hmm. the surround, they say it's surrounded by crystals in the mountains and that there's there's pyrite on the beach. So when you walk on the beach, it's absorbing negative energy and it's just like this little magical. So so when you resonate with a place like that, you, you know, it's your word, like people can find that in Tahoe mm-hmm. or wherever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like even when you're talking about, cause what I was thinking, cause I've never had like an altar or, um, say like your tent, but for me, cause I've moved around so much and I found that even like certain places in nature for certain people can become your ritual. Like there was this, when I was living in Reno, there was this hill that I would go to Mm -hmm. at least six times a day. And that was my secret place where I can go and get reconnected. And now Mm -hmm. here it's out at the lake. If I need Mm -hmm. it, if I'm feeling all over, I can go out to the lake. So, I mean, your rituals, it could be anywhere. It could look like anything. It just has to bring you back to your, your true self and be able to clear you. Yes. So do um, we want to do rapid fire questions with her to yes. find out a little These bit more fun. about her? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So could, um, I want to ask you first, what is your favorite um, morning ritual? I set my intent. Well, first I recall my dreams and I say them out loud to Conrad. And then I set my intention for three things that I want to do for the day that I will not get back into bed unless they're done. Mm. And then I am so grateful. Like I, before I get out of bed, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I get another day to be a mom. I get another day to be my business. I get another day. I get another day here. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Um, are you an ocean or a mountain girl? You could be a desert girl too. I'm a, I'm a desert girl. Yeah. I, oh, how did you know that? Because New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I am. And I think we're going to be moving to, to Arizona. Just no. deserts calling. Oh, not when or when is, when will that be happening? Or would you rather not share? Um, I'm feeling like we need to leave California soonish. Mm-hmm. So um, just soonish. I don't know when I'm, I'm, I got the, I got the ping that it's time to leave. So we were like Costa Rica or Phoenix. Wow. <laughs> That's so great. I love Costa Rica. Costa Rica's an amazing. No, I know. And um, maybe Costa Rica, um, your favorite guide or angel or both, which one do, um, do they have a name? Yeah, Lakshmi, which is a guide, um, also Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel. So I had an imaginary friend when I was young until I was like pretty old. I'm not even going to say how old I was. And imaginary friend, her name was Missinda Michelle. And um, she protected me. I don't remember so many really traumatic things in my childhood. And everyone's like, how do you not remember that? I'm like, I just, I don't remember it. But I like, I remember my, my imaginary friend, Masinda Michelle saying, Hey, look at me, look at me. Let's go play this. Like she was keeping my attention and my shaman who I'm working with. Um, I'm doing this long journey with my shaman of becoming more. Um, he said, my 
my imaginary friend was Lakshmi, Archangel Gabriel, and she protected me and she held me in this bubble of light while I was a child until I was like an early teenager. So Lakshmi is all around. Wow. Oh, I love that. Um, that's awesome. I want to do you, if you listen to podcasts, um, what would be one of your favorite go-to podcasts that you listen to? Um, I'll listen to yours. I don't listen to a ton. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> we like that you said ours. <laughs> um, I listen to mantras. I listen to Kundalini mantras and I listen to frequencies. Um, that's like really what I listen to a lot. And then I have three little, so I don't really, mm-hmm. I listen to them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. with them like all the time. So yeah, I'm sorry, but um, I, I love books. I read a lot of books. I re- like I, I read a lot of books. So what book are you reading right now? I guess that's a good one. I'm reading like four books right now, but I'm rereading <laughs> the alchemist again. I read it every year. And that's another thing I can say, if you're feeling um, fear or anxiety, reading The Alchemist puts Mm -hmm. you back on your light path. Wow. Um, Awesome. The power of words, right? Yeah. Who had any idea that the things that we say to ourselves, even how powerful they are, but I want to stay on track. Fave, because we have so many things we want to talk to you about, (laughs) (laughs) but what is your, what is your favorite binge food? If you have one. Or just your favorite food? Like mine's peanut butter or almond butter, but what is yours? Barbecue chips. Barbecue Mm -hmm. chips. (laughs) Love them. Love them. There's these organic barbecue chips and I can eat an entire bag and kombucha. Barbecue chips and kombucha together, the guava goddess one, it it could be my forever meal. Oh, forever meal. That's how we feel about ginger ale kombucha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one a day for sure. Um, and what, well, who, or what would you bring if you could only bring one thing, which I know is, and it, and we, and it can't be your husband or your children. So we can just leave them. They're already there. Let's just they're say they're already you. there. They're with you. <laughs> so we won't put you in trauma, but we're on a desert Island and who, or what would you bring besides your family, your immediate family? So I play violin. I have my whole life and I would bring my violin. Who mm. would have even, she plays a violin too. <laughs> <laughs> last big vacation um last big vacation we went to utah and to new mexico we went on a road trip this summer to utah new mexico colorado very fun fun and then last one mm-hmm. um what's your favorite crystal good one labradorite tell us why it- it is the window into the soul. So it's a dark crystal that has a lot of flashes. So you move it and it just flashes in such a beautiful way. And it's the window into the soul. It's how you experience the more experience in remembering yourself. And um, I've astral traveled with it. It's taken me to see my soul contract, my star family. This first piece that I got in Sedona on that trip, I still have it. It's at every healing. It's with me all the time. And yeah, if you want to feel yourself deeper, Labradorite is the guide. Oh my gosh. You've been so amazing. We have, we have wanted to talk to you all day. Um, so how can people find you? You talked about a website. We know that we, we love following you 
mm-hmm. on Crystal Rising on Instagram, but tell everybody how they can find you and what you what offerings you might have. Okay. I am Crystal Rising Co. on Instagram, and I give tips there when I have the energy to be on that platform. And you can find me on my website. It's crystalrising.com. I offer healings at the Salt Room in Sacramento every Wednesday. So I do clearings and healings. I'm a Reiki practitioner. So I do Reiki crystal attunements, alignments, activations, as well as clearings. Um, I have crystals for sale. I also have all of those creations that I talked about. I create a lot of kits or um, crystal boxes for you guys because it comes through me. So I put them there. And um, yeah, that's how you can find me. I'm so thankful. This was beautiful. I love you guys. Thank Aww. you so much. We love you. We really love you. Yeah. We're so grateful that you spent this morning with us. And we can't wait to share your magic with our listeners and all the people who really mm-hmm. are needing such a bright light. You're, yeah. you're such, you really are such the brightest yeah. of lights. So I was at your retreat and I have to say, I loved it. I love what you guys do. I love the community you bring in. Um, thank you for the work you do. <laughs>